Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal! While our HBCUs are mostly known for academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! Greetings and salutations. Another episode of Fangs up here, and it's been pretty fun, y'all. You know, not gonna lie, it's been an interesting couple of days. Uh, if you are a fan, doing at least, I look so interesting. I didn't even put up the jerseys today. The jerseys and the shirt go today, so we all now that at the background today. We we well, we still always, you know, always running. Still got my guy over there, uh, but. Today we're going to talk about the uh, Southern game. It's called Pull Out the Stick. If you're not familiar, Baton Rouge is called the Stick because Baton Rouge translates to Red Stick in French. Um, I'm not going to give you the whole history diagram. This is not my U.S. history class. This is the Fans Up podcast. So we're going to talk about that, kind of look at who I think will win the game, why, and kind of where we're going to get there. I'm not going to lie. I don't have who I'm going to win this game yet um just where i'm at with it i'm leaning towards famu but we'll see that that that's gonna be an interesting one now i will go ahead and address the elephant in the room but first shout out to hbcu digital network this is home home to herb seward and the black techies also home to the fangs up podcast man appreciate y'all for checking us out um elephant in the room though damn we all our video what is taking place on campus and some of the responses and y'all notice my response is a little lighter a lot quieter partially because one of my big things is i want to be right i ain't a lot like I, i'm very big on being right i'm the type of person that if i know i'm not right i won't in our argument sometimes like i i'm not gonna argue with you just for argument's sake. i'm not one of those and um i do believe in that little jay-z quote nobody wins when the family feuds so i'm definitely probably gonna get a little more on that because you know call out some of us but i'm also gonna kind of make it known that yo sometimes we got to chill out because some of y'all ain't, some of us aren't in some of those conversations and don't know all the stuff that happens but when you do get in some of those rooms man it's it's interesting i'll say that i will say the least um that but if you haven't seen the video video by local artists well not local me local uh boston ricky and you know, outside of town, kind of talk about some stuff. And I don't lie, I don't like song. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like his his rhyme patterns. It doesn't. It doesn't work for me. And you know what? It's not for me. That let me say that right now. That that song was not catered towards me and those who don't take in that version of rap. But for the students, I mean, it vibes. They like. They like him. He's popular. He's very over. Fun fact. That's not his first time in locker room. During the season, he was around campus. Supposedly, he's very popular around the city. If you listen to what Ron Wilson posted on there, and I mean, obviously, a couple hundred miles away. So I go up there to go home, go up there to go see family, go there for annual events and activities. But outside of that, it is what it is. I post my hand on the city like that, like I. But you know, supposedly, he's a pretty popular artist and. 
get those with students. You're able to see that somehow he gets in the locker room, whether it's between students, somebody else, but he shoots the video, doesn't get what it appears. He doesn't have proper um, permissions. I want to say it like that because what I don't want to say is something as a matter of fact, and then I get egg on my face for being like, well, you said, like, well, I assume, like, no, you all know what happens when you assume. Uh, so, but part of the issue is the subject matter. Just, we got it. Let, let's call a spade a spade. In the video, if you watch the music video and you listen, you know, I'm one of those. I don't listen to a lot of modern, a lot of the modern hip hop. I'm listening to what they're saying. And you listen to what he's saying, and some of the areas he's talking about, you know, it's kind of like, hold up, man, we're trying to uplift, uplift the South Side. Like I, I know for me, when I come home, I normally drop some coins on the South Side. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm gonna go on one of my sides of town, but I'm gonna make sure I try to do something on the South Side, even though I'm not from the South Side. I, I grew up on both sides. You know, I'm from the North Side, my mom's from the South Side, my mom's from Houghton Street. So I grew up on, on Houghton Street as a kid. Like over there, across from Robinson Grocery Store, that's that's my mom's old house. I was, you know, so it's not like, oh snap, you know, nah, I ain't, I ain't speaking evil on the south side. I want it. Uh, and first place my parents owned off of Ridge Road, so it's not even like, you know, anything like that. Is is definitely love for the south side. I make sure when I come home, I show up to all sides of the city, but especially the south side because I, I know what it's like. I, I've I know some of us don't venture over there when we come home. We act like it's not a part of this. You know, not grew up over there, went to church over there, still. Oil, North side of town, East, West, whatever. Tallahassee is home. But, you know, part of the issue with the song is just the subject matter. Like he's talking about shooting people, stuff like this. And if you're not familiar, Coach Simmons' son was involved, one of his sons was involved in a shooting incident. So it's kind of like, man, not only is this kind of off-brand, but it's, yo, like, you got to read the room a little bit, you know, just kind of make sure you're talking, you know, what you're talking about is stuff that may not hit a source uh, area there. So, you know, and I haven't talked to Coach about that, but it's, it's something that's obviously there. Um, Anywho, that's all I got on that. I'm, I'm really, y'all notice I didn't say much about it. I, I did you can go get that from other people. We're gonna go to the Southern game though, because I don't want to talk about that. Um, just because I ain't really ain't gonna get somebody <laughs> Especially when I that ain't my that ain't my steez. Uh, but the family versus Southern game. This is well, I said the Alabama State was in was the best home game to go to. This is probably the best game of the season outside of the Orange Blossom. And I think it may be better than the Orange Blossom Classic just because the matchups. Like, this is going to be one of those games where when you, me, and anybody else are watching, we're going to notice that these two teams are pretty evenly matched. Right? And that's not going to happen every game this season. I think you got really three games where family is kind of evenly matched against the opponent. OBC, I don't think we're evenly matched. I'm be real with you. I, there's to me, there's at that point in the season, you're not evenly matched. If that game is six weeks later, I think it's a different game. I have a different outset on it. 
you know, yeah, some of the maybe by 20 is petty, but a lot of it's real. Like, I really believe it. Uh, but I think by this point in the season, you have to watch Southern because I think Dooley's first season, he kind of learned what he had and what he didn't have at Southern. Being honest, I, I think he kind of realized quick quarterback he came in with, not the quarterback he should have rolled with. And you go back and watch his preseason projection, talking about his quarterback. He's like, yeah, by the end of the season, quarterback that may start is kind of listed as the guy. That, yeah, he's, he's the guy. Like, he, he, by the end of the season, he looks pretty solid. So, um, Harold Blood, sorry. I had to, I had pulled the website. Um, and it's not a slight fan. Fam, you not a Southern, not a Southern knight. Uh, so, that's going to be your quarterback, though. And I think, I'll be honest with you, if Harold Blood starts that game or someone on that caliber, I shouldn't say that. But if I think it's a different game because last year's game, it, it, it wasn't it. I mean, let me say that to say the least. And I kind of want to get up to when I'm talking. So I'm going to put this here. So, yeah, like that game will be interesting, partially because of the time of the year. That's an October game. October 3rd, Fanny will be playing that game. And a lot of times you don't realize about Baton Rouge is that it can get cold there. I'm not going to lie. When I've gone to Baton Rouge, when it's not in the summertime, it can get chilly. Like, when we went to the Fanny game growing up, it was cold. <laughs> like, by the fourth quarter, it was like, yeah, this is not comfortable. This is, I'm glad we brought jackets. Like, Louisiana gets cooler than you really think it is. Like, a lot of times you think it's humid and tropical. Baton Rouge get cold. This can be one of those games where it might get a little cooler than you think it is, and that weather and temperature coming right off the Mississippi like that is a temperature change for me. It's just my experience when I've gone to Baton Rouge. The closer you got to the water, the colder it was. It just it kind of just somehow sucking the heat out of the the area. That can be an effect that that game, especially depending. Like this is a great game at night. Bambi Southern should always be a night game. It is just Bambi Southern looks different tonight. I'm just gonna tell you, I've been to Famu Southern day games, I've been to Famu Southern night game. The Famu Southern game should always start at like six, 6 p.m., 5 p.m. Because in the fourth quarter, I want that game to be in the in the light. Whether it's somebody's up or close, it's always tight back. It's probably gonna be one of your best games of the season. And last year's game was solid. Like, we'll look at the final score and some of the stats. But this is going to be that game where you're going to want to either get the Rattler TV network or the Southern's network. Southern has a network of their own as well where you, you're going to want to watch that game. That's going to be one that is going to be fun. And especially if 100 comes. Now, last year, the human jukebox did not come. And you can get mad at that if you want to. I'm not because I think that was the week before the uh, boombox. So it, you're asking a lot. Uh, in this case, Amy's got Valley the week before. I'm going to say this. Unless somebody's got some serious coin that they're just going to pay for the 100 to go to Valley, that's not. It's a no. I'm going to tell you that now. This is one of those trips, you know, where Southern might draw fans. Like, this is one of those you kind of look forward to fan battle. Like this is this is the this is one of our rivals. 
band wise to me this is one of our rivals. I got I really got two band rivals personally. Wait, you ask me is Cookman Southern. I you know, I I don't I don't put Jackson State in there because I don't see them as a rival. I see them as a good band. Like respect like I don't want anybody to sit up there and blow, you just don't in South No, 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 I respect them and what they do. I'm just saying for me, as a fan, that's not a band that you would tell me I think is a rival for fan either. I think the Marching 101 is, is they always come in here and it's just it's a fun battle. You see a lot of the same moves. We kind of they imitate us. I'll say that in a lot of ways. It's just that's that's one that I would say, okay, that's that's right there. But our main ones, Southern and Cook, those are the two bands where you're gonna see us crank. Like it's gonna be like, oh, you did this, I have to respond. Fam, you was in North Jackson State before I I went to that first OBC a few years ago. Not first, but the first reinstallment of the OBC, we ignored them. They were blown and it's like and they just played on time God and it's like, oh, okay, well, cool. Uh, this is not going to be one of those. This is one of those games where when the band plays, somebody's paying attention. So that hopefully is going to be one of our three to four band trips that they make. Uh, hopefully, obviously, OBC, Southern, USF are my three. If you have another one, go for it. But I don't think the band makes that trip to Houston, even though we kind of owe that. Like, go back to that year when Texas Southern played at FAMU. Marching 100, uh, not, I'm sorry, the uh, Ocean of Soul in Tallahassee. I, that, I mean, I'm just saying, like, that was one of the things that you go back to ONG Strikes and they talked about, about us owing some of those teams. But last season's game was 30 to 16. And please help us with these jerseys. I, I don't know. I worked that game, and it was hard to see those jerseys. So, yeah, I, look, I ain't working that game this year, but that was hard. Uh, but 30 16, 17 and nine and a half. Southern was truthfully a quarterback away. And why do I say that? Because sort of Southern's quarterback, I don't know why I'm saying it's Holden, Southern's quarterback ran for more yards than he threw for. He ran for about 200 yards. Southern barely had 100 yards passing. And I mean, no disrespect. But it was solid in the pocket as far as running. But throwing, it just wasn't it. And you can see where Southern won the stat in that game when it came to ran pass more. I don't think you're going to see that this year. I think last year's film, trash. I, I, don't, I don't know if you even watched that film for anything more than to look at some of the scheme or some of the plays. Some of the plays are going to run. Whereas I think if you're going to look at X's and O's scheme that they're going to utilize, I would look more toward the end of the season, what you got from that. Also, I would go back to Dooley's previous coaching stops and maybe look at some of that. But I think when you look at last year's Southern team, this is another one of those games where I'm going to give you the stats, I'm going to give you data, but it doesn't matter as much as what's going to happen that season and the benefit for FAMU is this is Southern's fourth game of the season and it really comes at a good time I mean this game for Southern is after Pine Bluff and you know if you're a Pine Bluff fan don't take it the wrong way but you're just not the best team for conference 
and not the best team in the conference, and you got a new football coach. So it's going to be a struggle against a team in Southern that's been able to utilize the transfer portal, that's also been able to have a second in his offense, to have a coach who's has previous coaching experience, who's coming back with a lot of players and some improvements and a better quarterback. I don't think that week before Southern struggles against Pine Bluff. And if they do, it's going to be a shocker. Like That's going to be one of those – that's a game you really want Southern to be competitive in the week before, but not blow them out, if that makes sense. Because if Southern blows out Pine Bluff, then they're just – the second half, the players are just getting fresh. Whereas if that game is tight, it means they have to remain focused, but at the same point, they, they – Still got to play the full game. Whereas if that game's a blowout, and it's, you know, they coming in, we got Andy coming next week, we good. Like, it's a lot more of that. I don't want us walking into that. And this, I might, I, I got them first or second in the West for me. I mean, you know, I, I think they may be one of the better teams out of that Western division. I agree for sure. Coming out of there. This could be a rematch of the SWAT and in the SWAT So, uh, but again, last year, their offense. Last year, Southern's offense, it just, it was a mess. They had more yards than passing and defense. Turnovers were huge. Like, we had a late fumble. The guy gets flipped, kind of hit the head, lose the ball, get the goal line, and we get the ball. This game was closer. Then you would think is the final score. And going into this year, I think something similar. Like kind of like the points per game. Southern had 31 points per game. Now, I put an asterisk there. If you were watching um, Brian and uh, AD Drew just now, hey, they, you know, Brian pointed out how prolific the Southern offense was. I'm like, put an asterisk there because the same thing I'm going to say about Southern. Is the same thing I will allow you to say about you if we are leading the conference and stats, especially if it is against teams like West Florida and Lincoln. Southern had two games where they hit over 50 points. One of them was against Flomo, Amos Williams. The other against Virginia University of Lynchburg. So you're talking a Division II team and a team that's not even Division II. Dropped 80 something So defense on Flomo, I think 50 something on Lynchburg, 40 something on Pine Bluff, and you know, Pine Bluff that was kind of disastrous. So you're starting to see like, okay, they got a lot of that. Let's see the stats get the quality opponent. And when you kind of look at that, it's a little bit of that come to earth money. Like, okay. They were solid, but it just wasn't as good. Like, it just wasn't. You go back and when you look at last year's stats, I'll hit go again because I hand it up. They did go seven and five. Uh, they Texas Southern, they shut them out, you know. But review dropped 45. They got the Alcorn, they got 21 points. Jackson State. Southern guys shut out. Valley with 21 points. Grambling did beat them pretty. So, all right. 
But those are some of the teams Grambling didn't have a great season last year. Valley, I mean, um, I mean, you started to look and see like Southern eight against teams that they were competing. But when it was comparable opponent, they didn't do quite as well. But they're still a good team. They finished the year running 200 yards per game and passed for 196 yards per game. But the other thing is going to be the penalty. And this is, this is going to be the biggest bugaboo with me as a FAMU fan for a long time. Penalty yards. FAMU is notoriously a heavily penalized. I don't know what it is. You can say it's discipline, whatever you want to call it. We get penalties. We just do. And Southern was heavily penalized in every 70 yards until the game. That sways the game. Like 70 yards, that 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 can sway the game left or right. And especially considering five yards from 10, 15, 70 per game means some of those games you went over that. And this is one of those games where you're going to want to watch out for that. Watch out for who gets penalties, who gets turnovers, because we all know, especially when emotions are getting involved, it was, the band is there, you know, noise it is is rocking, but it becomes an atmosphere. You are concerned about the other things in the game. Now, when it comes to who I'm looking at, position for position, I don't only, you know, I do this for some. Southern's one of those ones I'm gonna do this for. Quarterback wise, if I'm going position for position. I'm going fan. Sorry. Like, say what you want to, but it's close. I, I think blood's better than some people give him credit for. I, I really do. I just think that I don't think he's the top four. I don't, I don't think he's top two quarterbacks in the conference. But I don't think he's going to just come up here and not be that good. I, that's just me. I could be wrong. But, and that's partially because I did watch Southern Sports last year. And I was like sitting there and I was like, I can't be a fan right now. But when we pause, I'm going to become a fan and ask this man a question. Like I asked him, what, what's going on with Josh quarterback? Why is he playing? And the, and the guy next to me goes, I don't know. I've asked that question all season. And so that's probably my bias. I, I'll own my bias. I'll I'll, when, I, when I'm biased, I'm going to tell you. Um, my biased opinion, I think FAMU's got the position at quarterback. Running back-wise, I want to go with FAMU. And I do understand that statistically, Southern's got it. I'm going to stick with Southern, though. I mean, only reason I want to go with FAMU is because I know our offensive line looks better. Our running uh, backfield looks better. We're so much deeper than we were in previous years. but the running game was constantly a struggle last year. And so I'm going to say I got Southern there. Receiver, I'm going back to Southern. I Believe it or not, Southern's receivers were pretty solid. I mean, considering what they had to deal with, they weren't bad. Um, I think FAMU's receivers are faster. You know, and I know that's, you know, that, that, that's controversial now because I know they from, they from, you know, some of the boys in Louisiana, we from Florida. I know we don't not like each other, but we have a healthy rivalry about who's got the better athletes. I'm always gonna say Florida, but I I, I think I don't. Know. I'm gonna say this: at receiver, I'm gonna go with Southern for now, just because how much production family lost. 
And it's not, a, again, a doubting of our receivers. It's the fact that one receiver had, you know, how many thousands of yards? Not how many thousands, but about 15, so 1,000, 1,500,000 1, plus yards. The next closest receiver has close to 500. I mean, I'm just looking at stats. That's it. Now, over the line-wise, I'm going to go fan. And I'm, I'm going there because of depth. Um, I do understand you got Goss at tackle. You got some other guys. But I, I think Goss is an all-swipe player. I think Amy's offensive line in general is going to be able to do some things. But Southern got some solid D linemen that just that they brought in through the transfer portal. One is a Jackson State guy that played at Jackson State previously. And I think that's going to be a big difference. But I, I still think Amy's got the edge there. Now, when I go D-line, I, I'm giving that to FAMU. I think even though you're going to lose Kamari Stevens, he, he's not coming back. It's, it's just – it is what it is. That's going to be okay um, and because we're just so deep there. That's the position where I think FAMU, if healthy, is the best team in the, in the Southwestern Athletic Let's just put it there. Linebacker, again, I'm going back to FAMU, and it's not because – and this is biased. I, I'm going to say that linebacker is completely biased. Some of that is just because when I saw Southern's linebackers, they were solid, but they just didn't flat. You know, it's just nothing about them blew me away. Not a, not a uh, critique of the talent. It's just me being an honest person and being honest in the moment to tell you my bias is going to lead me to think. Now, Southern could be better in that position, but when I'm looking at major, when I'm looking at you know, more coming down. I'm looking at, you know, AMU's linebacking core and the two deep. I'm going to lean to FAMU in that position. Now, when it comes to secondary, honestly, secondary, these Florida boys and Louisiana boys, it, it's honestly a toss-up. They're, they're going to compete. Southern's going to compete. It's just, again, this is another position where this is my bias, my knowledge of FAMU. Pushing me to FAMU. I think Bowler Island is going to be an issue over there, especially if all things go well and whatever have you. I think that's going to be a, a guy that is going to be a shutdown corner. Um, I shouldn't say shutdown corner. Shutdown corner is not the right thing to say. He's going to be a, a dominant corner. There we go. I think that's better. I think when you when you tell me shutdown corner, I think prime. I think a corner that just Revis prime. Um, Name we got Dante Hall is best, or uh, Daniel Law, sorry, in his, in his prime, like the corner where he's him, Jalen Ramsey in his prime. Th those guys that okay, there's a side of the ball over there, but it, you know, I'm not going to throw that side because if I do, that dude's going to wreak havoc, right? I, I think Kendall has that potential. I don't know if he becomes that this year, but that leans me towards FAMU secondary. And I think FAMU's safeties are, are probably a little better just because, again, when I saw Southern's secondary, they're good. They're going to compete. I mean, they're DB. But I'm pushing that towards I'm pushing that towards FAMU's side. And kicking, I told y'all, kicking at this year, uh, especially because we got new kickers. Special teams are going to FAMU, though, uh, just because when I did go back and check that spring game from Southern, I think the kicker misses three field goals. Amy's kicker was great, but you know, we got a punter coming in. And so that's where I got I got FAMU. And when I pulled my tail of the tape, that had me FAMU or something. 
far as position for position. Coaching-wise, I think it's a watch. I mean, I, th this is not a game where I'm sitting over here saying Willie is just so much better than Dooley and Dooley is so much better than Willie. I think they're both great coaches. And I think this is going to be one of the games where both coaches are going to be their worst enemies as far as these two, in my opinion, are the closest thing to football savants that you have in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. And the problem with that is sometimes they're too damn smart. Like, these are the two coaches that they can break down X's and O's in a way that, you know, is just, I feel like they're, those are the guys. I feel like the best offensive mind in the conference is probably between Willie and maybe sometimes Maynard, like, especially when playing the rock. Like, I, I think Maynard, and Maynard is, is different. Uh, I'm just going to say that respectfully. Like Alabama ain't up. Y'all got a good one. If he had a defensive coordinator that he could just get that over to, yeah, and a little bit better uh, talent pool, he'd be solid. But this might be one of the games where each coach is going to have that dualism or dualism. Like, you know, Willie's going to Willie, Dooley's going to Dooley. Last year, Dooley, Dooley with the quarterback, like just being stubborn, like, dude. You got a bench, me, Sean Murray. Like, respectfully, he's not ill as a kid. He's a Florida guy. But he was not your best quarterback. And I think you kind of heard that uh, when you go back and you watch that preseason. Uh, it was one of the news stations where they interviewed Dooley after. He's like, yeah, blood, you know, looked different. You know, he ended the season, he just was, you know, a really solid quarterback. He did so much growth. To me, I took that as coach speak to say, I played the wrong guy. That, that's what I took it at. I could be wrong, and if I am, I would appreciate it. Any Southern person corrects me. I'm not above reproach, but that was just my approach. But this is going to be the one where the two defenses, it's going to be some fun. It's going to be some hitting. This is going to be a game where I'm excited. I, I'm definitely going to be looking forward to see what chess matches we see come out of it. I do feel like FAMU leans more on their running game than you do than we did last year. We had a trick play last year. Like, this is a game where, again, and you, you look at the final four, it's like, man, we beat their butts. But when you really go watch the game, it was closer than you probably think it was. And Musa had a pretty solid game. Like, we had one turnover. I believe that was Terrell Jennings had a fumble. Other than that, Miami was pretty solid. So this is a game that I think is going to be a four-quarter game. You're going to want to watch it. Probably going into the fourth quarter. Uh, if so, it's going to be one of those games where if you're FAMU, you, you got to go into halftime with a lead. You, you can't, you can't be playing with Southern. Right? A.W. Mumford Stadium is not a place to play around in, just because it's a vibe. Like if you've never been to Southern for a football game, I'm telling you, it is. I mean, outside of brag, that's my best HBCU experience as far as like. At some stadium, like it was just, it was a vibe. Like it was confrontational, but still, like it was that uncomfortable feeling of going to somebody's house and it was hostile. But at the same point, you were like, while I'm not really comfortable here, I'm comfortable here. If that makes sense, like Southern fans were not playing that time. We went, we won. Like we won. You know, it was like okay, it's a fun rivalry. Like this is. 
for me, JMU wise, this is our nastiest rivalry. Like this is one where we'll mess with each other a little bit more during the game, and we'll we'll say some stuff to each other that may hurt each other's feelings. And after the game, it is what it is. Where Cookman is not a nasty rivalry. We just we just talk trash about them all the time. Like they talk trash about us, we talk trash about them. Like you know, it is what it is. But this game here, I think when you start looking at it, you're gonna notice that between the trenches where the game is going to be won at. And I think Fame has got that decisive advantage. And I feel like we're going to be able to <laughs> see, I told y'all we petty. Look, I look, it wasn't me. It was not me. I know I'm not petty. It's still great. Look, let me take that down for this. Somebody screenshot it. Um, but look, it's a fun environment. I'll say that. And I hope our fans do show up. Um, because we have Southern after that, so I'm gonna tell you a lot of the fam you fans are going to Houston instead of Baton Rouge for this. I'll give you that. Um, but it, it's it's gonna be an interesting one. I will say the only thing the SWAT may want to reconsider with this one, I love playing Southern, but if we're gonna play every you gotta make sure you not do it like you did this year, don't put us back with like give each team a give us a buffer between that. And so that way, maybe the bands can train, train, uh, travel, but also don't back this up next before practice. And less families at home. Like, it's just, it's just one of those games, certain rivalries don't need to be matched up right behind each other. These are our rivals. Jackson State, you're not our rivals. We just, we just haven't beaten you in a decade. And a lot of that is just, we just F up. Like, I can lie to you, I can tell you the truth. Like, Willie Simmons' first season, he makes a mistake. Um, and some of that was related to headsets, whether, whatever, whatever. We're not going to go, go on about that. But this game, I think it's going to be a little lower scoring than in previous years. Partially, I think the weather is going to come to play. Early October, it starts to cool down. At night, it can get into the 60s up there. Um, just because, again, location, whatnot. I'm going to say I'm giving FAMU to win. I, I was on the fence with this one because for a second, I had Southern. I ain't going to lie. Um, I ain't going to lie. This is one of those games. This is one of my toss-ups. And this, to me, is going to be one of your top two games that if you are um, – uh, I almost say gambler. But I'll say if you're a gambler, I wouldn't gamble on this game. I just This one and the Alabama State game, I probably would avoid unless some crazy things happen just because you you probably you might lose this one. Uh, this is going to be tighter than you think. And I'm not going to hit you with all the history and the tradition and all the other stuff because if we're being honest, history and tradition have very few bearings on a rivalry. All that matters is what happens that day. It don't matter what happened 10 years ago. Unless it happened the previous year, you really just upset the other team and they're trying to get some get back. Is not gonna matter in this case. We got a winning streak on Southern. And that's definitely gonna be stable. We beat them last year at Bragg. It was it was we beat them soundly. The players are gonna be able to say, Man, if we had a better quarterback, we might have won that game. We got a better quarterback this year. Let's prove it. This is gonna be one of those games where this is one of my two. This is one of my, I'll let y'all let me see. This is one of my two. Watch out for it. I'm gonna say this one though. I'm going 28, and ooh, I tight 38. Mm -mm. 
28-24. I think this is going to be 28-24. Um, I would say 25, but I just don't like 25 as a number because I don't normally see people get from 22. This is going to be one of those games where you're throwing a Hail Mary. And Southern's got some receivers with some size. Fortunately, family's got size in the secondary now, so we hope we won't give up as many jump balls. But this could be a last-second game. Like, this could be the game where people are hitting drums, you know, the bands are staying up, and this could be one of those games where either way it could be a heartbreak. And and this one, just because I have a little more confidence, I have a little more confidence in Famu's quarterback, a lot more confidence in Famu's line of scrimmage. Not to say Southern's bad. The Southern D-line will wreaking havoc against FAMU at times. But because of those factors and because I think that Southern is going to still be figuring themselves out, I think in two weeks it's going to be a different story. And, I, I, and I'll say this. If this is game, this game is replayed in the Black Championship, woo, look. Julie, um, look, last year Southern was a different team at the end of the season. They were actually like competitive in that, you know, matchup against Jackson State for a little bit. Like, go back and look. If this is your end of season finale for the SWAT championship, man, um, especially with them two bands, man, you got to show, like, 43-24 against what Jackson State had last year, the Monstars. I'm sorry, the Monstars they had. And that game it was competitive for a good little minute. I'm just saying, um, you know, okay, that first quarter was that was butt cheap. But yeah, like they tried to put up a little fight for a minute. I'm thinking that first game, probably. Mm, let me go back, let me go back. Sorry, you know, I like to fact you. I'll fact check myself. No, no, no. Yeah, it was that game. They, they, they tried to put up a fight for a minute. Like, they got blown out, but kind of early on. I feel like so they had a chance. Um, but yeah, I really think this team, like, I don't know. Be careful with this one. I'll say that. If this is your rematch for the Swipe Championship, um, mm hmm. Uh, it's crazy. SU games have historically look. I'm with you on this one. I don't have that one, but go back and watch, man. Southern FAMU games are always classics. Um, so I will say that. And so this is one of those. I tell you, I'm always a throw the records out the type person. But Southern FAMU is just weird. It's one of those games that routinely comes down to the last minute. It is. I've been to Southern games both at AW Mumford and Bragg. Uh, at the with Miss Williams up there in Atlanta, I think we did the uh, Atlanta Football Classic one year. It's a, it's a game like the Heritage Bowl, like Southern FAMU. We just have that respectful rivalry because the games are always tough because the playing styles are normally comparable. The bands are competitive. It's just excuse me, it's that game, but it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But it's also going to be very close, and you're going to be aggravated more likely, more likely than not. It's not normally a game that you're just, hey, halftime, we can go home. Like, you know, even if then, at least wait till the human jukebox gets off the field and they do their thing, and 100 do their thing, because it's just, it's a really fun game, great atmosphere. 
the bayou and the Gulf Coast cultures kind of come together and it's you get all the other people from Florida. So it's it's gonna be a good game. I think again, Fanu wins 28 to 24, largely because I think Fanu dominates the line of scrimmage. And I think Fanu dominates the line of scrimmage by being able to establish a just uh, the Brian Fulford and talking right before my show, he talked. He said, "Hey, he got Fanu top five or top three in swipe running games." And I, I was nodding. Yep, I think Fanu's running games going to be much improved, and that's going to be why we win this game. We get four. I don't know what special teams looks like because I want to see what Harold Blood looks like during the season and how he grasps and gets comfortable in Dooley's offense. Because if he can get comfortable in Dooley's offense, he's the type of quarterback that can give FAMU fits. FAMU struggles against mobile quarterbacks. Quarterbacks that can either run or pass. I mean, I'm not saying do one or the other. I mean, do both. And do it reasonably well, give FAMU fits. We saw that with Shador. Granted, Shador was a pocket passer for a lot of that first season. Go back and watch that OBC last year if you can stomach it. He starts becoming very mobile, and he learned how to slide. Change the game. Completely change the game, change the game plan. Go back and look at last year's Southern game. Again, I, 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 re- I reinstate. Their quarterback ran for 200 yards and threw for like 138, something like that. If that. And he, he was what really his running skills changed the game. I mean, if they started running more option type plays, it, it definitely may have changed. Go look at every quarterback who was a reasonable run and pass threat and what they did against FAMU. And you're going to notice that those guys gave FAMU problems and that in this game, I think that's going to be the difference. Others at home, AW Mumford's just it's, it's an atmosphere. Not this, it's second, third largest stadium in the conference. Ain't saying much, but still, it's a different vibe, it's a different atmosphere, and it's just the stadium sits up just a little bit, so the sound stays in there just a little differently. It's gonna be a pretty good game. Quick recap though, because y'all know I'm be standing for two hours, not by myself, ain't doing that. Oh, uh, I did, I hit up on the elephant in the room. I, I did talk about the music video thing a little bit. And just kind of told y'all, look, I, I really gave you a new opinion on it. Um, the coaches are going to have a talk tomorrow with the players. We do know that. They're also going to have a um, Swag Media Day Tuesday. And they pretty much shut down operations. And I, I loved how, and I referenced other people, ADG pointed out, Drew pointed out, yo, this week is going to be a nothing week. And I'm like, pretty much, because Friday you had the, the strikes tour going on. That's going to be taking place in South Florida. Got that thing handy here somewhere. Um, I think I do. Nope, I don't. Uh, so that's going to be coming up uh, down in South Florida with the good people of Miami Dade County. So get ready for that. Uh, if you're not, if you haven't noticed, man, man, you've been doing these strike tours where they've been going around. To be honest with y'all, um, it's, it's 20K to get them. So I think we've had about five strike tours. Cities, that's about $100,000. Is that what we did in previous years? No, but. Comparing what somebody did who had been at Miami for three years compared to what somebody's done who's been here for six months. You got to give them a little slack there. Also, we got a lot of other FAMU events. Uh, the Broward chapter, they're doing a send-off August 5th, 2 o'clock, 
you can do a little something, something. Check this out. It's on the FBK Twitter page. Things up Twitter page. Florida Regional Booster Twitter page. Rattler Boosters Twitter pages. Also on their Instagrams and their Facebooks as well. But come check these out. They're sending the kids to the highest of seven. Some of y'all, look, some of y'all be nothing with them without them, you know, little $5 handshakes that turn into $100 handshakes. So, you know, a lot of going on there. Also, August 5th, I love HBCU Day Party. You know, you see them other people there. Um, <laughs> EWC, um, Cookman, and of course, Florida a University. That is hosted by the Tampa Rattlers. Man, so you can start alumni association trying to, trying to do a little something, something, keep y'all engaged. Another send off got going on here. So you got this. This one is Tampa and the plant chapters trying to send those babies off with a little bit of money. Go check out their Twitter pages if you want to see more, Instagram as well. And Marion County, right up the street in Ocala, they're doing something on the 12th. So you're starting to see, look, it's fall. A little some of these babies' money, and of course, the national sorry, the booster club, national booster club, um, national booster club. They got the fall sports kickoff. This is a fundraiser, they're doing a silent auction. All proceeds raised at the silent auction are going to help the athletics program, uh, especially though they're trying to focus on the fall. That's your swack champion, fam, you volleyball team, also. You're going to see a picture of my man Boosted up there, dropping dimes and everything else, as well as some of the other fall sports that are going to be involved, cross-country and a lot. Lastly, you can start to see the hotel list for the National Alumni Association has been dropped. Look, don't wait around to the last minute. Be better than me. I'm live. OBC, I'm waiting until the last minute to get my hotel. Uh, <laughs> but go get your hotels now. In the words of Clifford Harris, be better than me. T, I told you, Keith is confirmed. Be better than me. Oh, but get your hotels. These are some of the locations. These, this information is available on the National Alumni Association's social media pages. You can see every city's got a hotel. Some are booking faster than others. I will highly suggest, especially if you're going to Houston, lock that down. If you haven't heard, I told you last month, probably one of the first ones to start putting y'all on game. The University, University of Houston is playing the University of Texas the same day that JMU is playing Texas Southern, and the schools are not far from each other as far as proximity. And we've also been told that there is no tailgating at the Texas Southern property. So um, supposedly there's some things happening with the NFL. Don't know if I'm supposed to tell you that, but hey. It's what it is. Um, govern yourselves accordingly. Lastly, you see the rattlers on the yard. This is taking place up there in Massachusetts, almost like Maryland. So go check out their website. They're trying to do a little something. So you can start to see, man, whole lot of stuff going on. Also, results only fitness. Check them out. Hey, did you miss the special? You missed the special. It's okay. Go check them out. Results only fitness. You still got it going. And first month it's still the first month you might be able to you know get you a couple days still in there you know as i mentioned the hotels touchdown and tampa bay ac hotel tampa airport national alumni association is working with the famu naa chapter in tampa 
get your hotel. The hotel is right by the airport. So depending on how you feel about that, uh, the airport's not far from the football stadium. So if you haven't been to Tampa, it is what it is. Also, Helmet and Heels, as far as I know, is still on. Go check that out. And lastly, OG sponsor, Cable Busters, CableBustersTV.com. Who are you going to call Cable Busters? Three devices, $35 a month, a 24-hour trial. You can, you can expand that up to five. So, but one device, how much are you paying for cable right now? I'll, I'll wait. $35. Who are you going to call Cable Busters? So, um, yeah, man, a lot of stuff going on, man. Obviously, outside of the family foolishness. Um, and I ain't gonna dwell on that for too long. So until Thursday, 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 Thursday at 8 30. Um, I should I threw my phone over there. It might it is if if time permits, we have a live show. If not, it'll be recording. But we are going to definitely get y'all ready for the Texas Southern game. Kind of what to expect, what to do. Uh, as you can see, they give you a chance to get your deficit. You know, straight, you know, get your money straight. You got three straight away games. So before a home game, this game's going to be in Houston, Texas, October 21st, the day before the best day ever. I'm put the cash out. I ain't going to lie. I don't know how to do that, but I'm going to try to cash out. Um, but that's going to be an interesting game. Bam, you get to see. I'm going to steal your thing, Scotty. Andrew, buddy! <laughs> um, and that's gonna be fun because I need to check. Look, I'm going to Texas right now. There's a story to tell with this because we got Andrew Body, and Andrew Body is well, a red a sophomore. So you got who? You got potentially two years against this guy. He probably is a junior this year, but um, yeah. So he should be a junior. So you get Andrew Body in his junior year, and the next year. You get Andrew Body at Bragg. That's fun. I ain't going to lie. That's going to be a really interesting game, interesting conversation. These days, that's the other question. I know he's he's not the tallest guy, but that's going to be interesting. Like, MU, Texas Southern, first time meeting up in a long time. And yeah, man, you know, all the Houston Rattlers, y'all get a chance to talk to trash on this one. So, and um, after that one, though, really bad. Back football is gonna be fun. It's gonna be a great season in athletics. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Honestly, I got two potentials. I got two possibles, but I think, I think we might, you know, go all the way out on on paper. So, all right, y'all. That's it, though. Big shout out HBCU Digital Network. This is home home the the Things Up podcast. Also, Herb Seward and Beckys. Haven't checked out. Herb's band podcast and his band, uh, everything he's doing. Follow bands, honestly, check him out on social media, Twitter, Twitter page. Herb is in OG and he works very hard as far as well. You know, really an OG network. Herb was here for me, so um, but also check out the upcoming events. Maybe man, fun times, but HBCU Digital Network. We're working with a spring game that's going to be in Chicago, so go check us out. Get ready for that, get excited. You can see the network growing and we're starting to do some things, man. Look at this. Look, I'm just going to leave that out there. So I'm going to let that. We're going we're gonna to go out with that on the show. So, uh, as y'all know, always, always, if, if nothing else, it's always going to be things up. And make sure y'all know we're going to 
trying to become a little more defensive and gatekeeping about you stuff. You ain't gonna keep talking greasy about my university, you know. I ain't, I, I ain't, I can't, I can't let that keep happening, you know. So, but as always, y'all. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal. While our HBCUs are mostly known for academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Dorothy, have